morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. I am your host, Will. And today I want to talk about human nature, and more appropriately and specifically, the violent human nature. I mean, you have people out there, um, I have a number of friends that are on Facebook, and their biggest thing in the world is animal rescue. And they're huge on it. They're massive on it. And in fact, they're so huge on animal rescue, it doesn't matter what an animal does, they want it rescued. It could be an animal that mauls a child. It needs to be put somewhere safe so it can just live out its days and have somebody scratch its belly. However, a human being, God forbid he step out of line because the, the list of wishes of maiming and mutilation that fall down from the the Twitterverse and the Facebookverse is just horrendous. It's so interesting. It's all a matter of time with folks. You know, these are the same folks that are against abortion, but they're pro-life, or they're uh, pro-death penalty, or they're in favor of abortion, but they're against gun rights, which to me, that's like, okay, that's more people dying. But that's an argument that goes philosophical as well as scientific, so you have to like straddle a weird fence there. But my point is this. Human nature is at its core violent. I mean, look at the country we live in. This is America. Ignoring for a second the, the virus out there trying to kill everybody, but the protests that are going on, violent protests, and yeah, they're, well, you can't judge the whole protest on a few people. It's not a few, sweetie. It's a bunch of people. In fact, it may be the majority, and no doubt there are some people out there that are really doing a peaceful protest for, for change. But if you condone the violence, you end up being part of it. It's one of those things. But we are also a, a country that condones murder. It all depends on the circumstances. Well, wait a second. That doesn't make sense. You're either for it or you're against it. No, no. It depends on what's going on. If somebody breaks all the rules of society, they deserve to die on the death uh, on the uh, electric chair. Or if they go to war. A soldier dying in war is a brave and heroic thing. It's still somebody being murdered by someone else. Or our soldier murdering someone else. In the name of war, it becomes a legitimate thing. It becomes an allowed thing. Hell, the protests are going on because someone was murdered by a policeman. And the weird part is, a policeman can murder someone. And then it just becomes a part of a review. Was it justified? Did he have a reason for it? Was it a justified reason? Was it within his training? doesn't look like it was in the case of George Floyd. It looks like a cop that used an illegal tactic caused the death of someone. He should be on trial for murder. This seems like a simple thing. I'm not a fan of Mr. Floyd. Did he deserve to die? Absolutely not. Was the cop a murderer? Flat out, yeah. But probably one of those situations. Here's what I want to know. And this is, I'm, I realize I'm departing from the subject and probably causing huge issues in terms of hate mail, and I get enough of that already. But... These two worked at the same nightclub for over 15 years. They both worked together. They knew each other. These were not strangers. No one's investigating the fact that was there something else other than just they happened to be arresting him and, oh, gee, it happens to be this guy that I've known for a decade and a half. Or was there something going on and the cop murdered a co-worker? Don't know. Doesn't look like it's ever going to be investigated to that degree. But, once again, nature of man is violence. 
we're a country. This is where I started when I mentioned country in the beginning. We are a country whose national anthem is basically a rocket attack description. And the rockets red glare, the bombs burst. We have a war going on in our national anthem. Other national anthems talk about, in other countries, they talk about the pride of their people, their courage, their love of each other. No, no, ours is about a war. And you know what the weird thing is? We're really good at that. We're great at war. So it doesn't shock me to find out that we're kind of at war with ourselves. You know, the war overseas, when we've had people in Afghanistan and such for, goodness, it's coming up on 20 years now. But we're looking at it being boring. People don't want to be there anymore. So you have a huge amount of angst. You have social injustice. You have racial issues. You have, you know, the previous administration, I realized it was a hallmark having a, a black man as president, but it was a very divisive administration. You looked at uh, violence among classes escalating. You saw shooting of cops escalating. You saw it was almost encouraged in some areas, but it was an interesting thing to watch because it all depends on who your political party was. If it was your political party, the person doing the evil can do no no evil at all. It's like the current administration. If you're a Trump supporter, he's doing great. If you're not a Trump supporter, the man is Satan. And he's deranged and he's trying to kill us all. And it's like, so it all depends on who you talk to at what time of the day. How about this? What if you straddle the fence in the middle and you look at it and go, you know what? I'm not pleased with both sides. I love it when the economy is going great, but if it's going to be a powder, if it's going to be a great economy on top of a powder keg about to explode and kill us all, eh, maybe we need some changes. All of that bubbling cauldron of human nature brings us to today's episode, The Nature of the Beast, on today's Caffeinated Humor. Bitsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. What kind of a story is this for kids and why isn't there a trigger warning? I think it tells kids that something as innocent as the rain is dangerous and can flush deadly insects out to bite and kill you. Because nature's violent. We're violent, but we spend so much time denying that instinctive violence or denying its existence. Even those of us with more compassion than the most. Now, I've mentioned in the past my friend who rescues dogs. She's against euthanizing dogs that are at the pound too long or euthanizing dogs who've, you know, mauled a child or killed someone. Now, murder being wrong in her eyes. Fair enough. Noble cause. However, the recent arrest of a dog fighting ring has upset her. She posted uh, their booking photos on Facebook with the comment, I will hold my comment for now, but I hope they die the most painful death imaginable in front of their loved ones. That's not really holding your comment. It's kind of like talking about your homicidal tendencies in public, but that's, that's me. This was also followed up with, I would personally like to chop each of their heads off and their limbs one by one. I am so glad she's against violence. I mean, society tells us we have to be good, which basically breaks down to paying your taxes. 
uh, be kind, which again, pay taxes, and nonviolent. This goes against human nature. Generosity is a learned behavior, not a natural one. You want an example? One of the first words a baby learns is mine. Try taking a favorite toy from a three-year-old and see what I'm getting at here. And the violence thing is pretty basic. For example, the thought that started this whole post was the guy at the next table at Starbucks is watching The Godfather on his iPad. And he keeps replaying Luca Brazzi's murder again and again. And it's a brutal one. If you haven't seen The Godfather, this guy is strangled from behind and you can just see his face, eyes bulging, face turning red. It's a murder. Now, I'm sure if I asked the guy, he would say that he's impressed with the acting. The reality is he's watching a simulation of a man being murdered over and over again. Now, I don't want to even speculate whether or not this guy's sporting an erection, but it wouldn't shock me. Spin it any way you want. I'm a little creeped out to be near him. Now, a few minutes later, he switches to a comedy and he laughs. And I kind of pee a little bit. It's a freakish laugh. I mean, it's kind of a Hannibal Lecter chuckle at an early morning Starbucks. I mean, it's the last thing you're ever going to hear as the trunk closes. If that line doesn't make sense to you, you've lived a much better life than the rest of us. I think everybody else gets it. I guess the thing that amuses me most is how we judge the cosmic application of violence as it's used. We're not against violence. We're against violence being applied where we feel it shouldn't be. It's almost hypocritical element, you know, spread throughout it. Don't make dogs fight, but mass murder and dismemberment for the ringleaders. I say this while hoping the ringleaders are violently raped and beaten in prison. That's my perspective. But the demographics against that. Pedophiles kind of have dibs on the brutal treatment in jail. As for the majority of convicts in general population, while they're not in favor of dogfights, they're not necessarily against them either. I think it would be neat to turn their dogs on them. I mean, that would be worth watching. Now, hint, the Vegas smart money is on the pit bull in that fight, just if you're wondering. Time for my coffee. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. Like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day.